Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope this finds everyone doing extremely well. It's been a wonderful weather here in the States for the most part where I'm at in Florida. So I hope this also finds you having some good weather, good emotions, good everything to help you deal with this condition. And that's what we're going to talk about today is, you know, I've seen some posts come up on the forums the last little bit about, I'm diagnosed. Do I tell my job? How do I tell my family? What do I tell my friends? What do I tell a significant other? Uh, you know, maybe I'm dating and I'm not sure when to tell them, the other person, what I'm actually dealing with on a day-by-day basis. So I found this really good article in WebMD from about a year ago. And it mentioned talking to your family and friends about ankylosing spondylitis. But again, remember, I'm going to switch this up so you'll hear axial spondyloarthritis going forward. So we all know that living with axial spondyloarthritis can affect relationships. I'm here to tell you that I'm living proof of that. It's been a train wreck, my emotions, that have led me through these last 50 years worth of relationships. I've been through three marriages, again, Not all axial issues as to why those marriages didn't work. There was other parties involved and other things that happened, but it did play a part in that first marriage of mine. I will say that. So it affects your work life, your home life, and your social life. So just like any chronic condition, you know, it's something that you have to go through on your own, but you don't have to be alone. And that's a very important concept is to understand that When we hurt, at the times we want to maybe be left alone, that might be just the time you need to let somebody in. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to pamper you, baby you, you know, use kid gloves around you. No, it just means that just by being there, by helping you to know that you're not alone, that you don't have to go through it alone, could be as simple as somebody brought you a magazine to read or came over and watched a little bit of TV with you or came over and talked and got you up and maybe going out and sitting in the sun if there's sun or just wherever to feel better. There's all sorts of things that others can do to support you when you're having a rough go of it. That Those little things can really, in my mind, magnify themselves into being very, very beneficial as you start to come out of a flare and feel better and realize what any of these people might have done to help you out. So when you open up to those who are closest to you with how AS affects your life and body, the article goes on to say it can help them know how best to support you. And when the people around you have a chance to accept and understand your condition, it can help you deal with the extra challenges that you face in everyday life. On top of that, as it says, it'll help you feel understood and not alone. Can I go back to my childhood? When I was younger with AS... And but had not been diagnosed yet, say between the ages of 10 and 14, there would be times that things would hurt. It would just physically cause my hips pain to do things. I would communicate that and I was told I was lazy. Oh, you don't want to mow the grass because you're lazy. Oh, you didn't do this well enough because you're lazy. Fast forward to now, I'm 51 years old, almost 52, 
and that still affects me mentally. I know it's the only one being affected by it is me, the people that actually said it. They don't know. So it's something that I have to deal with and overcome. And there are things I'm sure in your life that you've been told that you've had to carry along with you unintentionally or intentionally that people have said to you that hurt, that make you question. And I'm here to tell you, we just have to kind of try to persevere. I don't have the right answers. I'm not a therapist. I don't even have the magic words to say. wish I could take it and help you all feel better. Each of us has to figure out what it is in our own way that can do that. So who do we tell? Well, sharing about a lifelong condition like AS, it can be very personal. How you decide to talk about your health is completely up to you, including who you tell and what detail uh, and level of detail you feel comfortable sharing. You don't have to tell somebody that you meet on the street unless you want to. And whatever you tell others around is strictly your choice. There's no right or wrong answer to this. So I can't tell you what's appropriate for you. I can only tell you things that I've gone through and then hope that they help you in some form or fashion as you navigate through this axial spondyloarthritis condition. There may be times when you find you need to reschedule plans or even ask for help with certain tasks. The people closest to you will be the most affected by your AS, especially if you spend much of your time uh, with them on a day-to-day basis. So think about if you have children, your spouse, friend, parents, any of those that are in what I would call your inner circle that are going to be around you more than most others, you want to be probably as open with them as possible. Now, if it's a brother, sister, mom, dad, whoever, and they are a negative force in your life, they make you feel bad, they question you with what you're doing, well then by all means, it might make sense to spend less time or effort. You can't convert somebody. You can't make them believe something that their mind is set that doesn't exist. You have to maybe put up a wall, put up a block as to the amount of time you spend with that negative person and just realize that as this progresses, if you get worse, they're going to see the effects of that and that may bring them around to being more supportive of you. I had three young kids as my AS got worse and you know I had to really kind of reimagine this at first and I've seen many post this at first I thought oh my gosh I'm a horrible parent I can't do things with my kids but then I started realizing my kids don't know any different yes they do see their other parents other friends parents doing different things but for me for their interactions with their dad it became the normal of what they couldn't couldn't do if I had a good day we'd go to the park I'd do what I could or take a chair with me and just encourage them and throw a ball while I sat down or whatever I could do. On bad days, we might go to the pool if the pool was an available item because the swimming could help me and we would hang out as much as we could. I learned to teach them to help cook, to help clean up and made it a game, made it reward. And if they helped me do different things, then they were certainly entitled to extra treats. We might go out for ice cream or uh, gummy worms or what, what, anything that they wanted to do, we would then come up with that as rewards for them helping me. So there was lots of ways to work things in and keep as normal as they would know of a childhood uh, without affecting them completely. 
So I was always very adamant about reading to him if I could or, you know, just whatever it, it took to try and remain as active as possible with them. You might also feel as you go along and try to share things, you might also feel sad or frustrated about your condition or not want to let people down or miss out on group activities as you plan things with people. Remember, though, if you don't feel good, don't push yourself further because you'll just drag that issue out longer. Also, make sure you're exploring all your options of treatment. If you're fighting using any type of medications, talk to your rheumatologist about getting on some type of medication and maybe adding things into better eating and exercise and any other type of quote-unquote holistic things that you're trying to use in addition to medications. And I'm not saying holistic in a bad way. It's just lack of a better term at the moment as I'm talking. Make sure to tie this all in together. The key is to use the medications to keep from progressing, to keep from getting worse, so that you have a quality of life that you can share with your loved ones. Also, again, if you can't do something, back out of it. Don't feel bad. You've got to protect your health. But the more clearly and consistently that you communicate that with the people you love, the more it may help them to be there for you on your ups and downs. So what do you say? Well, it can be tricky knowing what to say about this condition because what bothers us today might not bother us tomorrow. And the person is going, well, yesterday your feet were killing you. Now your feet are fine and you're walking around, but your shoulder hurts. What gives? So it can be very tricky when you try to describe axial spondyloarthritis. And your loved ones just might not key in on certain things. So it's best to be as open as possible. Share your feelings. Be straightforward. Um, you don't have to be positive. Not telling you that you got to be put a positive spin on everything. Just make sure to be very honest and straightforward. And also, something that I had to learn the hard way, try not to lash out at people that are trying their darndest to heart uh, to help you. I did this, you know, my my kids caught some of it. My first ex-wife caught some of it. And I was not perfect. And I let my pain override my emotions at times. I'm saying this from personal experience. Try your darndest to control it. You stay up later after everybody goes to bed and kind of let it out or go out in the garage and get a piece of wood and, and knock that around a little bit. Something something that you can take your emotions out on besides the people that are there for you. That, and I know that's hard to do because we don't even always understand what's going on. If you want to explain AS, stick to the basics unless they ask for details. And again, you're going to know that person. They may want some details. They may want others. And I do know that the hardest thing is if they ask and then the next words out of their mouth are, well, I have arthritis or my grandma had arthritis and took an Advil and felt fine. You just kind of got to grin and bear it sometimes. I have a couple other episodes I did on things people say to us that will give us being axial spinal arthritis patients a chuckle. I'll have links to those in the show note. Feel free to listen to those at your leisure. And remember, so as you discuss this condition with others, stick to the basics. Uh, describe some symptoms. Let them know what you're feeling. Maybe let them know what your most common thing is that you deal with on a day-by-day basis. If they want extra, tell them extra. If you need help with certain tasks and can't do an activity, um, you know, help your partner, your loved one, your children, whoever, understand that. Explain any physical limitations or issues 
and why you're concerned about moving your body in certain ways. You know, if somebody comes along and says, hey, let's go ice skating, might not be the best thing if you're fully fused. Let's go to an amusement park, might not be the greatest thing for somebody fully fused. If those were things that you loved to do at one time and your significant other remembers doing those with you and now you say you can't do them, explain why. If they've not gone to doctor's appointments, take them. If they've not looked at x-rays, show them. Try to involve them. Try to bring people in so that you have a support network. Then explain your condition. Well, your family and friends may not know much about AS. Heck, we're learning stuff new all day long and we live with it. So imagine somebody that doesn't deal with it on a day-by-day basis. Help them understand what AS is and how it affects your daily life. If you feel comfortable, you might want to invite your partner, a friend, family member to come to you as a doctor's visit, as I mentioned just a moment ago. That way they can learn more about your AS and how it directly affects you and they can ask questions. This is also a very good thing to do if you have a partner that is questioning you, if he or she is thinking that you are faking it, that you are not really um, as sick as you claim to be, then they should be at at least one doctor's appointment, if not more, so that you can tell the doctor, Doc, my significant other here does not understand AS and thinks that I'm faking this. Could you explain it to them so that they hear it from somebody else besides me? That way, they're getting another person validating and they're not in their mind just thinking, oh, this person just making it up again. Let them hear it from a doctor. Play this podcast for them. Play any of the episodes for them. Let them hear it from somebody else. Let them hear interviews. Put this podcast on when you're going for a drive in the car with someone that might not believe you and let them listen to my voice and let them listen to what I say that we all go through, that I go through that we deal with, you know, there's all sorts of ways to, you know, especially in the car, if you're traveling, then they're captive. They got no choice but to listen. Or maybe I'll put them to sleep. Who knows? Talk about your symptoms. AS symptoms can affect our everyday life. So it can be helpful to let people know about the pain, the stiffness, the fatigue. You know, I'm easy to see when somebody meets me for the first time. I walk hunched over, I'm on a cane, and I have a leg brace. It's not hard for somebody to look at me and say, man, that person's messed up. But you may stand up straight most days. You may not be hunched over. You might not have hip issues that create a a funny walk. And so for you, when you are having a hard time, people might not understand it. And they might just think, oh, well, yeah, I've, I've strained a muscle before. Oh, I have arthritis in my hand. I know what you're going through. They don't. And that's where talking about some symptoms can come into play. They might also be able then to see the the stress that AS can cause you, how it affects your moods. And then it could, again, develop into a situation where you're able to discuss some of your feelings and talk with the people you choose to involve with you about what you go through. Again, this is really all in your control. And the symptoms, the fatigue, all of it are fairly common things that all AS people encounter at some point. So those are easy to discuss. Flares are a little bit harder because we all experience them different in different locales. So keep it simple until the person asks for more in-depth information. And then you become the teacher. You 
take them down the path of where you're at. Also, share how you manage if you want to. You don't have to give them a whole listing of medications and just say, I take certain medications that help me do this, or I found that these medications I tried didn't work. You know, these might be more in-depth conversations that you don't have with just the person you meet. So uh, these are more conversations you have with your family, close friends, as you let them know what you're doing. Direct them to the Spondylitis Association of America uh, or corresponding ones that are in other countries like Great Britain, Canada, Australia. The list goes on. There, most countries have some type of a Spondylitis Association. So direct them there. Let them know. You may find out that unexpectedly, somebody that you thought wasn't willing to talk, wasn't willing to help, wasn't willing to listen, becomes one of your best advocates, becomes one of your biggest helpers. Allow them that opportunity. They also may become um, a detractor, um, not interested, somebody that you know creates more issues. But at least you've solved it at that point, and you can then restrict contact, remove contact, limit contact, whatever it is that you need to do for your best benefit. And with that, I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, this has really been an amazing run. I know I say this probably just about every episode, but I'm so appreciative of everyone that listens. I'm so appreciative of the individuals that have donated to the show. You can do that by Buy Me a Coffee which is linked on spondypodcast.com. It's been amazing. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful run. I can't wait to make episodes each week. This one's coming out a little bit later than I intended, so I apologize. But it's just so good to hear from everybody. It's been so good for me as I've faced these challenges of reentering the workforce, coming out of disability here in the United States and reentering the workforce has been a major challenge for me. It's caused a lot of uh, anxiety. It's caused a lot of depression. I'm not afraid to say that. I, I walk away from my job many days feeling that I haven't been able to give it my all and feel depressed. And so I have to deal with those. And I deal with that by sharing with you. So thank you. Thank you for sharing with me. Keep listening. Keep sharing the show. Let's see more and more people come on to this Spondy podcast and ramp the numbers up. And again, have a wonderful week. I thank you for your time. Take care.